Hey beautiful people, welcome back to my fascination with life. And this is episode six titled, Can You Take Another Heartbreak? We all know the heartbreak is not easy. Some people can bounce back. And some people have a hard time because it takes healing, it takes understanding, it takes accountability. And some people just have a hard time working through that. But hey, join me for this episode. Grab your snacks, grab your tequila, and report back here. Hey guys, welcome back. So, heartbreak. We all have been there. The majority of us, I can say, we have all been there. We've all experienced what it feels like to feel like your heart has broken into a thousand pieces. It's not the easiest journey. It's not the easiest thing to go through or to heal from. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. Lessons are learned. Um, and you, you get through life and try to understand where you went wrong and not to ignore red flags. Because think about it. Let's just be honest. 50% of us are, we we cause our own heartbreak simply because there are signs, there are red flags, your intuition is speaking, but you choose to ignore it because what you want to see the good in people. And we all do it. We all have been there. I, of course, one, been there. I went through a divorce about two and a half years ago. And to me, I felt like that was the worst thing that I was going to ever go through in my life. That was absolute worst. Now, I know you're probably thinking about, well, what about the first boyfriend? Honestly speaking, the first guy that ever showed attention to me, you know, who really liked me, who considered himself was my boyfriend, that I was like 13, 14 years old. And to me, that is just childhood crushing. You know, that's puppy love. That's not real love. So if I don't I don't count that situation. And I wasn't, honestly speaking, I wasn't even hurt when it ended. I don't even remember when it ended. I think I just moved <laughs> and the shit was over. I probably cried two seconds and, you know, over and done with. Now... As far as when I got older, I know you're probably thinking about what about high school, high school sweetheart. I didn't have that simply because I did not, I wasn't into the relationship, the emotions, all that good stuff. That just wasn't my cup of tea. So I can't really say I was really hurt. Now I had a dude that I entertained when I graduated high school and I can't say that he broke my heart. You know, he might've hurt my feelings. This man is a habitual fucking cheater. That's all he did was damn cheat. And so it was tough. It was a hard pill to swallow, but you know what? I got over that. I, I really, really got over that. The one that took me, that almost took me out was my ex, my ex-husband. For some reason, I don't know why I felt like it was the end of the world. I guess because of everything that I put into it, because I gave my life to that relationship. I, I put my life into that man's hands, you know, because that is what you're taught. As a woman, you're taught, you know, put your complete utter trust and love into, a, in, into your partner. And it's supposed to be reciprocated. But once you notice things aren't reciprocated, you kind of take a step back and you realize, where did things begin to go wrong? I was with him for almost 10 years. We were, we were married for almost seven. And it was just like, where did things go wrong? You know, me, things went wrong in the very, very beginning. There were red flags in the very beginning. And I should have never entertained that. But I did. Because I, I had self-esteem issues. And of course, you're sitting there thinking like, well, you know what? Somebody wants to be with me. Like somebody wants to invest in me for the long term. Because again, I did not have that. So that's not, that's not what I was putting out there when I was just dating you know, before him. I was just dating. I was just doing me. I wasn't putting it out there that I wanted an actual relationship because I didn't. 
I didn't know what the hell to do in a relationship. And, you know, here I am at the tender age of 35. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? I know what I want. I know what I want and I know what I don't want. I know what I I know what boundaries I'm going to set and what I will not allow. You know, I'm paying attention to the red flags. I'm listening to my intuition. It's love is a beautiful thing. And I loved it for everyone else. But for me, for some strange reason, I thought I would never have it, which is why I approached it the way that I did. Now, with my ex, unfortunately, I had a Superman complex. I wanted to be saved. I wanted to be taken away from the life that I was living because it was horrible. I was miserable. I was unhappy. That's what I wanted. And that's as deep as it got. Like, it wasn't, oh, I want to build something with somebody. or No, I just want somebody to save me because I'm tired. I thought I was tired then compared to now because, baby, listen. But I, I wasn't tired then. I just wanted to try something different. I had a kid. She was two when I met him. And it was just like, well, you know what? I have a kid now. I have a daughter. Let me try something different because... Me, Angel was never the girl who wanted the fairy tale wedding, who wanted the husband, the house, the kids. No, Angel wanted the house, the cars, the money, the career. That's what I wanted. Never wanted kids in my life. I still to this day don't like people kids. <laughs> and I tell people that all the time. It's certain children that I can and will tolerate. Other, I don't like everybody kids. Please. I don't. Do I understand? Yes. Do I give grace? Absolutely. Because who am I to not give a person grace and compassion? Crazy if you don't. But I digress. Having your heart broken, the way that I felt when, you know, things begin to fall apart in my marriage, the first thing you do is blame yourself because you're thinking, okay, well, what can I do better? What do I need? To, and you ask the person, what, what do I need to do? What do I like? Let's sit back and let's really think about what I need to do, you know? And I, I could have done anything. I could have transformed into a fucking white girl. The man still didn't want me. At the end of the day, it wasn't me. It, it was him. It was a him issue, but I didn't see that. All I saw at, all I saw was as, okay, he's not into me, which means it's me. It's something I'm doing wrong. He doesn't want me for whatever reason. I need to fix it. But then when you get to a point where you're like, fuck this shit. I don't care about fixing anything. Like at this point, it's it's him. It's not me. He doesn't care to make things better between us. So why the fuck am I worried about it? Right? So after that was over, after I, you know, pulled up my big girl drawers and put them boots on, I, I told myself I was in for a wild ride. And I knew that because going through a divorce is grieving. You have to go through every step of the grieving process. You have to go through the hurt the anger the denial the acceptance you have to go through every and I know I'm probably missing one but you have to go through them all to get out on the other side and so when I decided when I told myself angel this is what you're getting ready to do I had to prepare because baby heartbreak will have you so fucked up in the head And I had to remember that I still had children to take care of. I still had myself to take care of. Bills had to get paid. Food had to be bought. There was no, I'm just going to sit here and go crazy and do nothing and cry. I couldn't do that. I didn't have the time to really go through that with no distractions. No, I had to go through with, because what he did was immediately went and got deployed. So that was his way out. It was, okay, cool, I'm going, like, you going through a whole live divorce right now, you know? My thing, you would think a person would be like, okay, well, let me, you know, try to make sure the kid's mental. 
it's good. No, instead, this man ran and, and went on a deployment. So it was just like, you know what? Do you, boo? Like, I'm not even... At that point, I began to... I fell back into my mentality of I don't need anyone. I got this shit. So going through that situation alone was one of the toughest things I've had to go through. And I am proud to say I am on the other side. Because what I did was I didn't lean towards sex, drugs, alcohol, other people, other vices to get through. Because a lot of people will do that. That's where some people's drinking problems come, problems come from, come from a divorce. That's where they drug problems. I didn't lean on any of that. Instead, I was like, Angel, you got to get your mental health together. Because if you don't get your mental health together, you are going to go crazy. You are, you're not going to mount to anything. You're just going to be. And for some reason, not for some reason, I couldn't let myself do that because I have children. I was just like, no, nah, that's not something that I, I cannot. Oh, forgive me for that interruption. I ended up getting a call, which cut me off. But as I was saying, I could not allow myself to sit in that simply because I still had responsibilities. I envy a woman who can have a complete nervous goddamn breakdown and not have to worry about a bill, a child, nothing. They can just they can go through that process without having to focus on anything but themselves. Unfortunately, I didn't have it like that. Fortunately, I didn't have it like that. You know, I'm I'm happy I was able to to continue living life and go through that. And it's, I'm not going to say it's crazy how, thing happen, how things happen. It was meant for me to leave that man alone because my, my life was suffocating. I was suffocating. And, you know, I'm not trying to say it to, you know, to make him look bad. Honestly, not, I don't care about that. But I'm just saying it was good that I left him because the minute I left him, doors began to open for me. My, the, the, the career that I have right now, that came to me simply because I walked away from him. And in, within that career, so many doors began to just open. And when I tell you floodgates was opening the minute I said I'm walking away and signed papers and went through that process, my life on one scale was amazing. Now, don't get me wrong, because I, I go to work, you know, bawling my eyes out. And luckily, the type of people that I had around me at my job, they are the most supportive. These people didn't know me. They just met me. But I told them, I said, listen, I'm going through a divorce. So I'm super emotional. And they was there for me. It, it, can, it got to times where I would just bust out and cry and they would be like, oh, Angel, come on, let's go. Let's, you know, let's go over here. Let's go talk for a minute, catch your breath, breathe. We got you. And because it was tough. I don't care what anybody says. Going through a divorce is hard. It is so tough. And, and not having anyone to go through it with because it's like you call your friends to talk to them because you just need somebody to talk to. But they ain't listening to you. They not listening to you at all. They sitting there and they doing 16 other things in the background. And you just like, is this person paying any attention to me? Because that's how I felt. Sorry, guys. I know you're probably thinking like, bitch. Yes, I felt like nobody was really listening to me. I felt like every, every single time I would talk to somebody and I'm crying on the phone. As soon as I hang up, I'd be sitting there like, why the fuck did I just do that? Like, I should have just kept this shit to myself and just cried by myself. I really felt like nobody was listening. I felt like they heard me. But, you know, they didn't get it because none of them went through divorces. One of them. But her and I weren't talking that much. Um, come to, yeah, her and I, weren't, we weren't talking as much as we talk now. So, And it's crazy because the, at that point, I became super close with my cousin. Um, me and my cousin. You know how you grew up with your cousins. Y'all don't like each other. And then y'all just best friends. That's how her and I are. Like, 
that girl hated me. <laughs> my cousin hated my ass. Uh, but I got super close with her. And th- what, what helped me out, and I tell people all the time, what helped me was jazz. Jazz music. And my cousin jazz. But jazz music helped me. And talking to my cousin. Like, those were two things that really got me through. And what's her, what's her girl name? Jay and Aiko, Aiko, whatever the fuck her name is. The one who pregnant by Big Sean. Her music. That shit helped me. Like, music is my first love. So, people would send me songs. And it's so crazy because I still appreciate these people to this day. They would send me music and be like, here, listen to this. And, you know, they would send me some shit. And I'm crying my eyes out. Got to walk into work and pretend I want to be there. You know, it was it was tough. It was tough. So fast forward to my my divorce became final January 14, 2019. I didn't know. I was still waiting. My ex, you know, because he was getting ready to deploy. And we took the kids out to dinner. Um, and he was like, you know, the divorce is final. Now, him telling me all of this, like, he, he's saying it like he gave a fuck. This man had a whole girlfriend and a baby on the way. So, like, I, I was just like, I still played it in my head and be like, nigga, you really sat at this table like you gave a fuck. <laughs> You didn't care. Like, what was the point of even saying all of that when you know you ain't give a fuck? You had a whole girlfriend in an apartment. Boy, bye. Like, if I want, like, if I really wanted to share that stuff, y'all would be like, God damn, that nigga just was ruthless. But I'm not even going to go into that because I'm pretty sure if he come across these, my podcast, <laughs> he ain't going to cuss me out anyway. But anywho, um, when when my divorce became final, January 14th, 2019, we went to dinner. I think it was like the 17th we went to, or the 19th. I, it was a few days later. And I was like, damn, why are you just not telling me? I, I literally, days had went by. And he was like, I was just waiting for the right time. And I was happy. Like, I, it took everything in me not to rejoice in front of his face. And I know you're probably thinking, why not? This nigga ain't give a fuck. Because I'm just not that type of person. But I was so happy because I was free. I didn't want anything because I know a lot of people, like when I moved into my apartment, people were just like, did you take anything? No, I took the TV and the TV stand. And that was for the kids. Other than that, I didn't take anything. Like we were in this apartment, like the trap house, beds on the floor, no couch, no, no, nothing. That's why when I look around my my apartment, I'm proud of myself because I got it out the mud, baby. And that'd be my last motherfucking time getting anything out the goddamn mud. That was it. I'm just going up from here. Got to put that out there real quick. Because people think it's a, it's a flex when you're getting it out the mud. Bitch, I'm tired. Ain't nobody getting nothing else out the mud. That was the last time I got out the mud. We ain't doing that again. Point blank motherfucking period. Anyway. Sorry, I had to tap into my ghetto girl for a quick minute. But, you know, when the divorce came final, it was surreal. Like, I was so happy. Like, I couldn't. Y'all, I couldn't tell I felt like I could breathe again. I felt like fucking Tony Braxton. Breathe again, breathe again. That I should never be. Yes, I felt like I could fucking breathe. I was so happy. But then at the same time, I was like, oh my God, dating. That's that's what popped up to, in my head. I was like, oh my God, I gotta get back out here. How do you do this? Because I'm a motherfucking Mac. <laughs> Don't let it fool you. But I was just like, how you do this? Like, what you supposed to do? Mind y'all, I'm in Utah. Ain't no black people out here. Okay, it's a couple of us. But they they not out. Like, y'all know how y'all can go to the fucking... You can go to the Jiffy Lube and see a fine-ass black man. No, not here. Uh-uh. That ain't happening here. So, it wasn't until August of 2019, which was, what, seven months later? 
Yeah, seven months later, I gave myself permission to date because I really did not feel, I was just like, ooh, I'm not, I'm not ready to, I, ooh, I'm not ready for this. August hit, because I was like, bitch, what are you waiting for? So I just decided, let's date. You know, got on the dating apps, um, and it was cool. Like, it was like, oh, shit, bitch, I ain't never, I ain't lose nothing. <laughs> but no, it was, it was fun. And as I'm going through the dating process, like, I, I tell guys off gate, I wasn't looking for nothing serious. I'm just trying to enjoy myself while I go through this healing process and then focus on me. And they understood that. You know, I met, I met one guy on there. He will forever be a friend. Like, forever be a fucking friend. I mean, at one point, he was friends with benefits. But he's no longer friends with benefits. He will forever be a friend. Like, he... You know how you just got some people that you click with off gate and y'all just friends forever. That's how I feel about him. Like, we just friends forever, nigga. Invite me to the wedding because I'm coming. Sis ain't got to know we used to smash. That's how it is. I can be your cousin. Like, super cool. Love the hell out of this dude. Um, and he treated me. He treated me right. Like, he was a nice guy. And, of course, you ran across some weirdos. Shit happens. <laughs> I mean, things happen. And as I begin to date, as I begin to heal and work on me and meditate and pray and focus on me for real, for real, on the inside, like really making sure I'm good, that's when the boundaries begin to be set. Like when I tell you my divorce helped me deal with childhood traumas, I dealt with a lot of shit going through the healing process. And this is why I don't regret getting a divorce because I needed I needed to unpack and go through all of that because the woman that I am today I'm not perfect but I'm an amazing woman and the man who has me now and hopefully that's going to be the man that has me until the end of time he has a good woman so he should be happy about that <laughs> anyway <laughs> but no seriously like when I decided that I was going to be intentional with my healing, of course, fear and everything comes over you because you're just like, oh my God, what if somebody want to really be with me? It's been two and a half years. And I am just now saying, okay, because you know, I was F-R-E-E fuck nigga free for these two years. Like baby, two and a half years. I was like, I don't need no fuck these niggas. And yes, that was me because that's where I was. I was like, I don't, want no, I don't want no dude. I ain't got time for this bullshit. I ain't got time for the open it. All the emotions and da 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 All of that. Yep, that was me. Up until probably six months ago. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do life alone. And then I was like, but I can't take another heartbreak. But I don't want to do life alone. You know, so I went through that battle. I, I actively went through that battle and I turned off my I turned off my dating profiles because I was just like right now I'm in a battle where I need to figure out what I'm doing next you know I see so many people who be jumping from relationship to relationship and I just be like you're not even dealing with that like you're not de that's extra that's more baggage you have piled on you know that's more baggage are you gonna deal with that or are you just gonna keep keep uh adding different people or keep fucking with different people and adding more baggage. Because right now, baby, you got so much baggage, you can't even see you. Like, nobody can see you because you're covered in, in baggage. And I take pride in my healing journey. Because I didn't do that. I didn't do that at all. I literally, this is my first relationship since being divorced. Now, some people may think, they may think they know some things, but they don't. I tell people anything just to keep them out of my business. 
But this is my first relationship since being divorced. And it was scary. And I remember I sat down and I told myself, I can't take another heartbreak. Just thinking about heartbreak, it made my anxiety shoot through the roof. And I don't have issues with anxiety at all. So you can just imagine how just fucked up I was just sitting there. And I was just like, I, this is not, nope, this thing, I can't take another heartbreak. I really feel like somebody break my heart. Baby, you might as well go ahead and tell your mama to get that black dress ready. And the songs lined up because I'm taking you out and I'm going to go ahead and, and go ahead and sit down for, for, for the rest of my life. Because that's just not something I can do again. Um, and I felt strongly about that. <laughs> so I I feel, you know, I felt, no, nah, I can't take another heartbreak. Fuck this shit. I can't do that. So that kind of made me weary of getting into another relationship. Like, if y'all were my friends, y'all y'all would hear the conversation that I cycled through. They were just like, Angel, don't be scared. You only have one life to live. If you're ready, jump in. And so this fella came in my direction and... He it is so crazy because he's what I manifested. He's what I prayed for. Like, cause you know when they say you gotta pray, when you pray you gotta be specific. Yeah, <clears throat> you gotta be very specific when you when you pray about what you want. Because my ex was what I wanted, but I left some stuff out and I wasn't specific. So with this 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 time around, I was very very I mean specific all the way down to the job. That's how specific. <laughs> I was like specific and when I met him it was instant connection it was instant like wow like Disney fairy tale shit and I told him I said listen I can't take another heartbreak I said so whatever this is that you want to do like if you just want somebody to smash just say that I'm not the one for that because I I have reached a point where I don't want casual encounters anymore I'm looking for more I'm looking for something with some substance and if that's not what you want, if we don't, if we aren't trying to build towards something, then I don't want to do this. And he made his intentions clear from day one. From from day one, after like meeting me and our date and everything, his intentions were clear. Oh, okay, day two. His intentions were clear. He knew what he wanted and that was that. And so I couldn't be mad at it. And I was scared. I'll be honest with you. I called my friends and I was like, y'all, I think I, I, let me tell you about this man. And you know what? I'm glad that I have the friends that I have because instead of hearing, girl, yeah, I understand, you know, just keep your guard up and like negative. It was full, it was pure positivity. They both were said the same fucking thing. You live once, Angel. You deserve this. With everything that you have been through, you deserve this and I had to keep reminding myself every single day that I do deserve this this is who why why is it that I feel like I don't deserve a good man to really love me and cherish me and honor me and take care of me I don't know why I felt like I didn't deserve it but I did that that's honestly how I felt and and I tell myself on a daily basis every time I get up in the morning I be like you deserve this Why is it that everybody else can have it, but I can't? It's, it was like I deemed myself to just pure relationship doom for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> but until you seek help, until you really, like after a heartbreak, you really have to take the time out to separate yourself from 
that person, the situation, and you got to face you. Because a lot of times people don't like to take accountability. We don't like to to, um, pick or we don't like to tell the part we played in the relationship ending. I know what part I played. I mean, I didn't deserve it, but I know what part I played in the relationship ending. And I took accountability for that. You know, and I, I make sure that what's given to me, it, it, that's reciprocated. I'm not asking anyone to do anything for me that I can't reciprocate. Can I take a, another heartbreak? I can, but I won't take another heartbreak. Because I can see, I can now pay attention to signs. When my intuition speaks, speak up. You see red flags, say something. A lot of people don't because they don't want to be alone. That's why a lot of people are in relationships that they don't want to be in because they fear being alone. I don't. I don't. I feared being alone for for this purpose. I felt like I would get so comfortable that I wouldn't want anyone. That's why I feared being alone. That I was, I was never going to want anybody. Give me a dog and a cat. I'm good. Other people fear of being alone. They just, they don't know how to be alone with themselves. And I'm glad I went through this because, baby, I had to sit sometimes in the dark by myself to go through this shit. And it, it was, when I think about it, it's so heavy. The energy of it alone was so heavy like it makes my shoulders hurt right now thinking about it but the fact that I got out of it the fact that I'm no longer in it the fact that I'm in such a good place mentally the fact that I'm happy with me I am at pure peace I have joy that nobody can comprehend how the fuck I even got it that is the point of my life that I was working on getting to and I didn't want a man to be involved because now that a man is involved he just adds to what I already had and I make that abundantly clear you are not my everything you are not my happiness my peace or my joy I already have all of that within me and until people can do that for themselves they're always gonna go around searching they're always gonna go around looking and searching and try to find their happiness or somebody to make them whole baby I'm whole I want you to come to me a hundred not 50 50 we not doing that you 100 I'm 100 we're gonna come together I want a whole man, two whole people coming together. I don't want to have a person because that's where all the baggage and the troubles and the tribulations and the issues, that's where all that shit come from because two half people done came together talking about they whole. I don't want another man to be my everything. I am my everything, okay? And I know you're probably thinking like, well, well, damn, what's the purpose and what's his purpose in your life? To add to, to add to me, to add to my value to add to my happiness to add to my peace to add to my joy not be my peace not be my joy not be my happiness not be my everything no that ain't this so if you're sitting there and you're telling yourself that you can't take another heartbreak you need to reevaluate because again I was the same way I can't take another heartbreak because I felt like I would have put you eight feet under not six but hey, because I'm going to jump on top of you and make you go down two more feet. That is how I felt. Swear to God. <laughs> Up until recently. And it was like, take a chance. Because this chance might just be it. I'm looking for that fairy tale. I don't care. Nobody say, I can have it. Some people have it. 
And I ain't talking about people on social media. I'm talking about in real life. Some people have that shit. And you do not have to go through all the bullshit just to come out at the end of the rainbow. Let's stop that narrative right here, right now. Because you do not have to go through all of the, the, the stupid shit for a man to act right. Your man to act right, leave him the fuck alone. Because you don't have any men out here that's ready to act right. Child. It's men out here ready. They just waiting for the right woman. And nine times out of ten, the right woman, she's scared. And she trying to heal. Healing is healing has an infinite timeline. So don't think, okay, once I heal, once I get over this, then I'll be ready. Don't get me wrong. It will take you. You do have to wait until you get to a certain part of your healing journey to open up your heart again. But healing is forever. Because when you get in a relationship, you can help that person heal. Because nine times out of ten, y'all are going to bring some things out of each other that y'all may need to help each other. Sometimes people really are just seasonal. They really are. Some people just temporary and you got to take it for what it is. My ex, I really feel like he was brought into my life for me to go through everything that I went through. uh, Mentally, emotionally. I had to deal with some shit before I came out on his side. And that way I could appreciate a real man coming into my life. Can I take another heartbreak? I can, but I won't. Because I'm paying attention to everything. If there is something that makes me extremely uncomfortable and it makes my anxiety act up and if I can bring it up and and he feels like, you know what? I see what you mean. Let's work on that. Or if it's, okay, I hear you. And your actions show me that you don't give a fuck, I'm walking away. Because again, I know how to be alone. If you can survive a divorce, baby, you can survive anything. So again, I ask, can you take another heartbreak? Because if you can't, you need to look within and focus on you. I appreciate you beautiful people for joining me on today's episode titled, Can You Take Another Heartbreak? Let me know. Can you take another heartbreak? Are you ready to get back out there? Hey, you beautiful people stay blessed. Until next time.